When the pandemic hit our shores in March of 2020, the average person couldn't remotely conceive of it lasting this long. But here we are, and it's still happening. And somehow, we still have to keep businesses afloat and systems running. There's serious pressure to perform, and frankly, we don't always have the answers. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. This cocktail is called This Is Ourselves. It's very bourbon forward, which is makes Jen and I as bourbon fans really happy. And it's bourbon, some whiskey-aged bitters, apple cider, cinnamon simple syrup, champagne, and a garnish with a tart apple slice. Right, except instead of champagne, which is what the recipe calls for, we call we used Prosecco, which is what we always do. Yeah. And this is delicious. It is like if a Long Island iced tea could get like its fancy shoes on, and it maybe a maybe a, a little spangled necklace. Right, and it's it's very very drinkable. So we would highly recommend you folks make this one, um, but watch it because you're going to want more than one. And you know we're talking two. We we sometimes we have we have drinks with two boozes in them, and this one is bourbon and a prosecco, which is a great combination. And yeah. delicious apple things. So check it out. Yeah, it's not very cider forward. So I mean, if you're if you're if you're thinking it's too sweet, it it really isn't. It's lovely. The prosecco dries it out. Here's the deal. We. Karen and I have talked about this a little bit, um, and anyone who's in a leadership position knows is is right in our shoes. The world is confusing. We don't know what's going to happen. It feels like everything's falling apart. Yet somehow, when you are the leader or the boss or the manager or the whomever, you still need to have some answers. Yeah, and and this whole topic came up also because I was sharing a story that my. Um, that my 11-year-old during COVID, during this pandemic, was having some anxiety and trouble settling down at night. And I was talking him through, like, what's going on? Like, what's on your mind? And he just said, you know, when you're a kid, you look at your parent and you you expect them to have answers for you. And when you don't know when this is going to be up and you don't know when it's going to be safe, that's just really upsetting. And it, I mean, that spoke really loudly to me because yeah, I remember being a kid and just expecting my parents always had the answers. And I just told them, like, sometimes we just don't. I've got to say, it speaks very loudly to me about the insight of your kid, because an 11-year-old who can articulate that is really thinking deep thoughts. And so that's stressful, too, to understand that our kids are thinking these things through. And your son was able to articulate it in a way that probably all of our kids are feeling, but maybe haven't said out loud. Yeah, it's, as you know, he's always been an old soul, but it, it kind of broke my heart because I wanted to protect him in that moment. And I just had to be honest and say, I don't have the answers. But there's still pressure to perform. And that's really what we're talking about today. You know, no differently than being a parent as business owners, I think our employees expect us to have answers. And I, I don't think that's true without, you know, some sort of logic. I mean, we know that we're in a pandemic, but, um, you know, we are engineered to be decisive and to move forward and to and to know exactly what the next step is. And um, I think in many ways we do, but this is just not during this time when, you know, when, when we don't hold long-term contracts, when your clients are having budget freezes, uh, when stimulus is done, right? 
Yeah. You know, I, we have another business owner friend who was joking around and said, I don't know what I'm doing in January. All of my contracts end at the end of the month or at the end of the year. And she was so cavalier about it and slightly confident and slightly resigned. And the truth of the matter is generally when you're in small business, you can't accurately predict what's going to happen in six months. This season and what's happening right now, we've got no clue. No. And and we just have to move forward on faith and fortitude. Yeah. Well, and, I, and, I, and I've had this conversation too with one of my employees, you know, when you don't know what's happening, when, when things feel uncertain, you can look at your year over years, right? And you can say, well, you know, we know that things run on cycles or that we know that in election years, it looks like this. But even our year over years aren't going to tell us the complete story for what's going on now, because we've never, as a society, we've never gone through this before. Um, and yeah, certainly and not as, as entrepreneurs. Yeah, it's funny that you say that, because I know exactly what the sign curve looks like for my business after 20 years of running it. We know what months are going to be flush and what months are going to end in the red and what the end of the year will look like under general circumstances. And so that gives you a significant level of comfort when you're in a month that is slow to look back and say, oh, for the last 10 years, I've been slow this month. And I always bounce back in about six weeks. So you have those kinds of comforts that you can plan around, but there's no planning around what's happening right now. There's no, no guessing. No, but so, so, so we, we know what we know, right? But we also don't know what we don't know. And I'm kind of feeling like often in normal times, what I don't know about my business or, or economic security, I always feel like I know more than I don't know, especially just being in my ecosystem. But I feel like this year, there's there's far more that we, that we don't know. Um, but it's also very awkward. Do you feel like it's important for leaders to admit when they don't know? Or do you feel like it's better to have put on the brave face and pretend, you know? <laughs> That's a really good question. And I vacillate on that one personally, because I believe that you should be honest with adults. You should be honest with children too, but the capacity children have to understand a scale is very different than the capacity your team has to understand scale and scope. So I think there is significant amounts of validity in being honest, but I also think as the leader, you have the responsibility to rally the troops, tell them it's going to be okay, and figure out how that's going to work, right? You have a responsibility to make them feel calm and give them a space in which they don't have to worry so they can be productive or they should be productive. And some of that requires faking it as the leader or hoping for the best or promising for the best, even when you know you might not be able to control outside forces. I see how it might be a mix of the two, uh, certainly. And I do think that there are age-appropriate ways to tell the truth to children without scaring them. Um, so I agree with you there. I am, you know, I, I've never had a problem saying to my team, I don't have the answer or I don't know. Um, but I typically try to back it up with, but here's what I do know and here's the evidence and here's the experience so that we could surmise because you don't want them to feel like, um, like it's just a, a black hole of not knowing. Yeah. Um, because no one wants to go to work thinking there's a big scary void that they might fall into, right? Mm -hmm. So it is our job to help our team members 
or our clients or our colleagues, whomever, feel like they can come and do what they need to do in a productive way and they don't have to think about the black void. That's our job, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think. But there's still pressure to perform. So you're 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 solving for this problem over here, right? Like people need answers, they need reassurance. But you also have to hustle and where is that next project going to come from and who do I need to follow up with? And oh, by the way, now I have this all this extra stuff. I have to figure out PPP, you know, loan forgiveness and and the and I'm I'm analyzing cash flow and I'm um maybe analyzing some business practices. So it's like the job feels bigger than it did before because the muscle memory of operating during what it would be considered normal times doesn't work right now. Right, right. So it's exhausting. So even even little things that should be very rote and you were using your muscle memory for in previous years, take an immense amount of strategy and thinking. And so that's exhausting. And, you know, you mentioned it a little bit, um, the problem that we have in our industries as well as much of small business throughout the world, if not large business too, is pipeline. If people stop buying, you stop selling. And in order to make the rent, make the mortgage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you've got to have that income coming in. Very few people have a year of cushion floating around. And so we're going on how many months now of of stress, of pandemic stress? So every single business is looking at a problem with their pipeline yet needs to support things and keep it running. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So these are the things that force hard decisions. And I'm not saying not hard decisions like it's dire, although some small businesses might feel like they're still in uh, dire straits. But you know, one thing I always appreciate about you, um, but that's what's true about me too, is that at our core, who we are is that we're problem solvers. We happen to solve a lot of problems in the creative industry, but because we are also entrepreneurs, we are wired to solve problems. And so we are facing the challenges that we're facing, but we're also well-skilled at brainstorming solutions. Thanks. I think it's true. I think that folks like you and I have figured out how to get through hard patches before, and it's easy for us to forget that we've done that. And I think people who are leaders are constantly um, scheming and plotting to figure out the next move and keep things smooth. So I think you're right. The problem-solving nature of what we do is what we're having to rely on right now to get through things. And I think gut instinct too. You know, we've been at this a long time. And I think that at some time, sometimes you have to trust your gut, even though we're not using predictable or familiar patterns right now, but we still have our gut instinct and we still know if something's, you know, too scary or too yeah. risky. Yeah. And there's a lot of long game, right? So we know that no healthy decision is only thinking about tomorrow and not next week. If that were the case, I would eat way more potato chips. But we have the fortitude to look forward and imagine what we need in order to survive to next year or the year after that, even if we don't know what next year looks like. And I think our muscles are really strong when it comes to that because we've done that for a very long time. It's 
it's difficult right now because there is so much unknown and we don't have the answers, but we know that we've been in these positions before and we know how to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, we can only control what we can control, right? And so in addition to the decisions that we make, which we have control over, uh, we can also control how we react to the things that we're faced to, the things that we're faced with. That is such a good point. Being able to control your own reaction can change your circumstance 180 degrees, mm-hmm. right? You can you can react like the sky is falling and you are a victim and you don't know what to do and you are helpless. Or you can react like, well, I can't control that, but I can control these things over here to make it easier. So I think that the perception of what can I control and remembering that is such such wise advice. You're so smart. My goodness. Uh, thank you. I get it from you. <laughs> Uh, so this drink, This Is Ourselves, is so tasty, but it's gone. I know, I know. We, we can go to round two, but maybe we shouldn't. We'll see. Thanks for sharing a drink with us. Talk to you next time. We are really excited about our next two episodes. Yep. Jen and I have big announcements to share with enough change to warrant a two-part series. Two-part series? Hasn't 2020 had enough change? Right. But please join us as we share our experiences buying buildings, moving our businesses, and why 2020 was the right time to do it. See you next time. Cheers.